I mean, what do you think? It, what do you think I can get for it? I mean, what, where do you? How motivated do you think the seller is? What do you think they'll take? If you're a wholesaler or a flipper and you're not pursuing on-market properties that are listed for sale with real estate agents, you're missing out on some good deals. But making offers to agents can be a little intimidating if you don't know how. So on today's video, I'm gonna show you my five-step process for making cash offers to agents and even a live deal breakdown so you can see it in action. All of that and more, coming up. This video is brought to you by FreeComps, a free software that gives you the value of any house in seconds. Get your free copy now at compmydeal.com. If you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton. I went from dead broke to millionaire flipping houses. And after doing a thousand deals, I created this channel to help you master the art of wholesaling and flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. I do a lot of videos here on my channel about how to wholesale and flip on-market properties that are listed for sale with real estate agents. Now, if you're new to that idea or you're unsure about how real estate agents play a role in representing distressed sellers, then I have a video that explains how agents work, how they get paid, and how you as an investor can acquire on-market deals to either wholesale or fix and flip. Now, I highly recommend you watch that video. I'll put the link in the description below for you. On this video, I'm gonna assume that you already have a basic understanding about finding deals on market, but just to be crystal clear, yes, you can find distressed properties for sale on market. Yes, motivated sellers list properties for sale with real estate agents. Yes, you can get great deals on market. And yes, you can even wholesale on market properties. But you have to understand that you're not working directly with the seller you don't even talk to the seller. You have to use a real estate agent to negotiate and write the offer. Remember, the seller signed an exclusive agreement to use a real estate agent to find the buyer and sell the property, so you have no choice. You have to work with a real estate agent. Now, that's good and bad. The downside is you don't get to talk to the seller, so it's difficult to know what their real motivation is. Everything is filtered through the agent. The upside is you don't have to try and figure out what the heck is going on with the seller. I actually love that because since I'm not dealing with the seller directly, it's not personal. Here's my offer. Either the seller takes it or doesn't, but there's no drama to worry about. Other than agent drama, which does happen, but there's no seller drama, which is really nice. Now, before we dive into what I call the five phases of making offers to agents, I have a really big tip for you, and that is to follow my double dip technique, where instead of using a buyer's agent to represent you and make the offer, instead go directly to the listing agent unrepresented. This gives the listing agent the opportunity to not split the commissions with another agent and earn the full commission, which is usually 6%. If you're in a state that allows dual agency, the listing agent will also represent you as the buyer's agent. If you're in a state that does not allow dual agency, which I think there are like 14 states that don't do dual agency, you can accomplish the same objective by having the listing agent become what's called a transactional coordinator. Now that means they technically only represent the seller, but they'll facilitate the buyer side in the transaction and can still get the full commission, which is the point. By going directly to the listing agent unrepresented on each and every deal, you'll create a strong relationship with listing agents who will be motivated to work with you and contact you with their future deals. And that's because they earn double the commission. 
Now, if my double dip technique is unclear at all, be sure to watch a video where I break it down in detail, link in the description. So now that that's out of the way, let me break down the anatomy of making offers to real estate agents. And I'm also gonna cut to a real live example of a deal that I just made an offer on so that you can see this in action. I believe there are five phases to making offers to real estate agents. The first phase is pretty simple and that's your introduction. When you call a listing agent about his or her listing, get right to the point and let them know you're an investor and you wanna make a cash offer. This allows them to pivot the conversation from retail to investor and immediately grabs their attention. Here's what I typically say. Hi, Mr. Agent, I'm calling about your listing on blank street. I'm an investor interested in making an all cash offer. And as a side note, even if you're a wholesaler, you still say cash offer because your cash buyer is gonna pay all cash, so it's still cash. Another way to say this is, me and or my partners pay all cash. And of course, your partners is referring to your cash buyers. Or you could say, I work with a group of investors who pay all cash. And group of investors, again, is referring to your cash buyers. This is really simple, take a listen. Yeah, Eric, how's it going? Good, good. How about yourself? Good, good. I'm an investor interested in your property in Memphis. Oh, yeah. Okay, the other thing that's important to do is establish the double dip relationship. Let the agent know you're unrepresented and you'll let him get the buyer side commission. I'll say something like, I'm unrepresented and I'd like to let you write the offer for me so that you can get both sides of the commission. How does that sound? So take a listen. Yeah, well, here's the deal, Eric. I'm, I'm, uh, I am licensed, but I'm, um, I would let you write the offer so you get both sides of the commission. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, are you? You can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Okay. So after the intro, the second phase to making cash offers to agents is to build credibility. It's critical to get the agent to gain confidence in you. Now, I see a lot of new wholesalers and flippers blow this step by not knowing what to say and not doing a very good job at building rapport. Most agents are pretty good at sniffing out someone who doesn't know what they're doing, and hey, there's nothing wrong with not knowing what you're doing. Everyone starts somewhere. Every expert was once a beginner. You just don't wanna sound like you don't know what you're doing. Fake it till you make it. So first of all, be natural, be relaxed, believe in yourself, have confidence in your abilities. That comes with practice, so the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Now, I have two videos where you can watch me on the phones for like two and a half hours straight. Now, I highly recommend watching those videos just to see how relaxed I am, how I ask questions, my tonality, when I'm more pushy, when I'm less pushy. It will really help you see how this should look. It will really give you a vision for how to talk to agents. But let's get more practical. To build credibility, I wanna control the conversation. And I do that by asking a lead-in question, which is, what can you tell me about the property? Now this establishes right away that you're in control. This also gets the agent talking and hopefully giving you information that is helpful. After asking, what can you tell me about the property? Continue by asking questions about the features, the layout and the condition. Questions like, tell me about the floor plan. Uh, where is the laundry room? You know, how high are the ceilings? Is there room to add a second bath? So to do this, you really need to understand your market enough to know what's relevant. Now I'll show you in a minute when we cut to the call again, but I ask questions about the basement and the garage and other things that really matter in that particular market. 
The point here is to ask intelligent questions about the property. Get the agent talking and ask their opinion and advice. Take a listen to how I do this. What can you tell me about it? It looks like a complete gut job, huh? Yeah, for the most part. It's got, uh, there's some renovation work that needs done. We had a quote about 12 um, They were going to do a wall, they were going to do. And then, um, you know, the inside is pretty much got it. It needs, it does need subfloor in the back with some joices that need to be done. Okay. Uh, they kind of went all the way through, so. Now, yeah. it's not on a basement, it's on a crawl? The original part of it is, is a, yeah, it's all a crawl, but it's like a dugout basement crawl. Michigan thing. basement type thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even that. It's one of those ones where you go down there and there's like piles of dirt and it was like. Okay. So it's not functional. No. Yeah, it's no, not no, no. functional. They do have the heat down there, like the furnace and yeah. stuff down there. Um, but, uh, yeah. When I'm looking at that front picture, that garage in the on the side there, that's connected with like a breezeway or something? It's connected in the back with a with an added room. It's probably a... Right there. Geez, that room's probably a 16 by 20 room. 16 by 16 room, something like that. That's back. That's why I said it's like a, you know, I want it to be a, I want it to be a, a mud room, but yet it's too big for a mud room. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it just, there's just, I was having, I was just having trouble with it. Like, what? But that's not, that's not the fourth bedroom or anything that they're counting, is it? No. Okay. No, there's another bedroom as you walk towards the front, and knowing you're gonna go. You're going to get into left lane to start with. And then by Tim Hortons there at the next light, you're going to turn left. I'm, th he's making, I'm making him take me to a showing. <laughs> oh, you got your own personal chauffeur. <laughs> yep. He wanted to go look at computers today, so he's, he's driving me around. He's going to charge you for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I say enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it just, you'll see when you get there. It's, it's not bad, but then it's got two bedrooms upstairs. Um, in the original part of the house, so it's gonna it's gonna need another bathroom though. Like one bathroom yes, is not gonna work yes. for a seventeen hundred. Right. Right. Now the third phase to making offers to agents is to prepare the agent for a low cash offer by justifying your position. Now what I mean by that is you want to establish with the agent that you're not just aimlessly, blindly lowballing without cause. That usually offends agents. Instead, keep it about the numbers. Talk about the resale value. We call that the after repair value or ARV. Talk about the work that's needed. There are two questions I almost always ask agents. One, what do you think it will cost to fix up this home? And two, if I make those repairs, what do you think it will resell for? Now, I may or may not agree with what they say, but this makes the agent feel valued and appreciated and it builds trust. If you ask those questions, be prepared to talk about it. Before calling the agent, I like to take a few minutes and run the number so that I have a good idea. I like to look at some comps so that I can have an intelligent conversation about the resale value. Talking about the resale value and repairs helps the agent realize that you're an investor and it's objective and it's just about the numbers. It helps them see why you need to be at your number. It justifies your position and it gets them on board with you so that they'll go to bat for you. Take a listen. You know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's 1,700 square foot. Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll comp out at over 200 when it's done, though. Yeah, that's what I was. 
Yeah, I just sold one across the street at 192. There's one down the road that sold for 195, and both of those were less than, well, the one across the street's 1500. The other one down the road was um, was 1200. Were those remodels? The one across the street was um, was not a complete remodel, but but he did quite a bit of work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I comped it out at about 200. I mean, I saw some. Yep. I saw some kind of dated comps for 170, 180, but they were they were old and dated. So I'm so 200 sounds right to me. So are those other comps? Did they have nice basements or no? Uh, the one across the street, no. Okay. Um, it had a basement, but it was just a it was just a regular basement. Uh huh. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think if the if the new one. Slam on the brakes, bud. There you go. There you go. Sorry, my son's driving. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like me when I'm driving with my teenagers. Yeah, he's 15, so oh. he's, my he's my chauffeur for today. Yeah, my 15-year-old asked me, hey, can I drive, Dad? I'm like, no, I want to get there safely. Maybe <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, got a good point there. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but, yeah, I'm trying to think if the – I'm not sure. If, I think the one up, up the road there, the new one, I think they did have a basement in it, but I'm not okay. 100% sure. But I want to say that I, I can't see him getting 195 without one. Yeah, so I'm wondering how that factors in. If that, if I need to discount, you know, how much I need to discount off the back end on this one without a basement. Yeah, and then the there is one up on the top, uh, right around the corner there. Uh huh. That's a complete remodel, and I don't know how big it is, but they want two sixty or something for that. I think I saw that one. It's active, right? Yeah. I saw that uh, one. Yeah. Yeah, we we looked at that a while back and. Might be overpriced a bit. It's way overpriced. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say it's probably. I think it's over two thousand square foot. Though. It was twenty four. I thought I saw. Something yeah, like it was pretty big size. Yeah, but um, yeah, you're you're probably looking, in that area. You're probably looking at a hundred dollars a square foot. Mm hmm. Um, at that size. Yeah. So. But you think but without the, the basement, it'll get two hundred if it were done up all all remodeled, all new? Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's a big it's a big one. It's got two a two car attached garage yeah. and then a, a decent yard there. So mm -hmm. yeah, I see it being two hundred. Okay. I don't see why not. And what are you thinking? It's going to cost in rehab. Like what would you budget? We we figured somewhere somewhere around that eighty to ninety thousand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I went in with like a hundred, but. Yeah, you'd be. I, I, if I was having to, like, I was looking at it all, trying to think, all right, maybe I could do it myself, but I'd have to hire everything out. Yeah, and I, and I was thinking a hundred. Yeah, that's what I hired so, all out. Yeah. Yep. So at a hundred thousand, you're you'd be safe at a hundred thousand yeah. for sure. Well, um, I'd like. I think, I'd, I think you could get in a little cheaper. The only problem is the cost of everything right now and getting contractors. Oh yeah. So that, that's yeah. Why I didn't do it. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Okay, so the fourth phase to making offers to agents is what I call finding the bottom. Now, I usually already know what my number is, but I wanna see if I can find out how low the seller is willing to go. I'll say, I'd like to make an offer. If I can close fast and pay all cash, what do you think is the lowest price the seller will take for his property? Now, some agents will know the seller's bottom line and will share it with you. Some will know the seller's bottom line and will not share it with you. Some will have no idea. Some will think that they know but don't know. And some will speculate. 
Every situation is different, but I always ask. Now, if I know my offer is way lower than the asking price, I'll soften the blow by saying, my offer is quite a bit lower than the asking price, but I'd still like to make an all cash offer. Would you be willing to present a verbal offer to the seller that is much lower than the asking price? Now, I found that if I do a good job with the first three phases that I've outlined in this video, I can usually get the agent to agree to that. And notice that up until now, I haven't even given my actual offer price. It's all been prep work for making the offer. Take a listen. Yeah, so I'd let you write the offer and I'd like to make a cash offer. I mean, could we get something in front of the seller? I, I would need just a couple days inspection to get in there and just yeah. make sure nothing too weird's going on. I mean, I kind of know, it's not like I, oh, it needs a kitchen, I know that. I just want to make sure structurally maybe or, I mean, what do you think? It, what do you think I can get for it? I mean, what, where do you? How motivated do you think the seller is? What do you think they'll take? The the owner of it is a is another um, is somebody that does he does some fix ups here and there, but yeah, he, he doesn't pay. He bought this and um, thought he would, but then he got busy doing other stuff, and he's like, no, I just got to dish this off now. I don't have time. Gotcha. You know, so it's uh it's one of those. So well, um. You're gonna, as soon as that turns green, the arrow, you're gonna turn left. No, when that turns green, arrow-wise, then you got the good, you can go, they gotta stay. When it's an arrow like that, that's a yellow, so you gotta wait for them to come by, then you can go. Uh, yeah, they, I think as far as, um, as far as his bottom dollar, I know I had talked to him about it, and I was trying to get him at 40. Yeah, I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't much of a drop, but um, and he was, you know, because I knew him, he was all right with it. But I don't know. You might be able to still get him at that. You okay. Know, you can do a, if you can do a buyout, and not do a land contract. You could probably get him there still. Just so, straight cash, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So finally is phase five of making the offer to agents, and that's to actually give your cash offer price. Now, typically I'll give a vague ballpark number that is lower than the number that I want to land at. So if my max allowable offer or MAO is $115,000, I'll say, based on everything we've discussed for this deal to work, I need to be around $110,000. This gives me a little wiggle room if and when the seller counters. So I have room to come up a little bit and it makes the agent and seller feel like I was willing to give them a little. I want the seller to feel like he won the negotiation while at the same time I got my number. And like I said earlier, I usually ask the agent to do a verbal offer first and if the seller is interested, we can follow up by putting it in writing. I'll say, can you call the seller right now and present my cash offer and then if interested, we can put it in writing. Now this increases your chances that the agent will make the offer, especially if it's a lot lower than the asking price. Take a listen. Well, let's do that. Why don't, why don't you go? Because I, I kind of, I was going to say 35. Maybe, why don't you go in at 40? Yeah. Coming. Why don't you go in at, could you give him a call and do, and say, hey, you yeah. got to, and then, and then if he wants to entertain that, then you can write it up. I don't want to write it, unless you think it's worth writing up. I just want to be conscious oh, of your I time. I, I know him. I've, I've bought and sold stuff with him probably six or seven different places. So. Yeah. So tell I, him, I, tell him yeah, I can. I got him on. Yeah, tell him I can do 40. I do need a little bit of inspection just to get in it. And then um, and if he wants to entertain that, we can put it in writing. Okay, that sounds good. 
Okay, now keep in mind, I haven't seen this property in person. I'm basing all of my decisions from spending about five minutes looking at pictures and comps, but it's okay because I usually get a due diligence clause called an inspection contingency, which gives me time to send someone to see the property, get bids if necessary, and do a deep dive on the numbers, as well as it gives me a window of time to shop the deal to cash buyers if my goal is to wholesale it. During that time, I can back out of the deal if I need to. As a matter of fact, I do most of my deals virtually where I never actually see the properties in person. Now, if you think that's brilliant, leave a comment and say, Jerry, you are a flipping genius. And if you'd like to learn how to wholesale and flip houses without ever seeing them in person, be sure to get my virtual flipper kit, which has everything you need to do your first virtual deal in the next 30 days. I'll give that to you for free. Just go to virtualflipperkit.com. So let's recap the five phases of making offers to agents, including the best questions to ask. Phase one is the introduction. Say, hi, Mr. Agent, I'm calling about your listing on blank street. I'm an investor interested in making an all cash offer. Phase two is building credibility by talking about the property. What can you tell me about the property? Phase three is preparing the agent for a low cash offer by justifying your position. Say something like, what do you think it will cost to fix up this home? And what do you think this home will resell for after I fix it up? Phase four is to find the bottom. If I can close fast and pay all cash, what do you think is the lowest price the seller will take for his property? And phase five is to actually make the offer. Say something like, for this deal to work, I need to be around 40,000. Can you call the seller right now and present my cash offer? Now, I hope you're excited to get on the phones and start making offers to agents. To help you, I created word-for-word -word scripts that you can use as a cheat sheet. Just go to agentofferscripts.com and I'll give that to you for free. But I have to warn you, not all agents are as cool as the agent on this deal. So to help you be prepared for that, I want you to watch a video where the agent was really difficult and wouldn't agree to make my offer. Now you'll see how I handled that, so watch that video right now. And finally, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel with something like 600 videos. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping, and I'll see you on the next video.